Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so excited that Dr. Juliet DeCastater is nominated for a Game Changer Award from a lovely woman named Nisha. Game Changers are how our community celebrates the amazing souls around the world doing important, blessed work with animals, saving the animals within their own communities, stepping forth and doing what they can to make the world a better place for animals. And I have Dr. Juliet with me today to talk about the work that she's doing. So congratulations, Dr. Juliet, on your Game Changer Award. And thank you so much for taking a few minutes today to talk with me. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for Nisha for this award. But actually, I, I was astonished, like, oh, what's happening to me, you know, because uh, what I'm doing, like as a vet, like I say, it's 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 life. It's a it's a passion. Like, um, how did I became a vet? Well, I would say I became a vet, and that would sound a little bit like stereo stereotype. Like we say, it's like when I was a little child, I knew I wanted to work with animals. I wanted to work in the field with animals and and help them and then heal them. Um, mm -hmm. And so I started um, to, to, to touch any animal around me, to ask around, can I help you follow vets around? And then at one day I could go join vet school. So I joined vet school actually in the French part of our country because I'm from the north part of the country. And like the north and the south of Belgium, well, can be two different parts because a different language. So I went uh, abroad. Um, so I went abroad to the south part of uh, my country. And there I studied veterinary medicine at ULG at uh, Liège University. And I have to say like these were six years um, of, um, yeah, it was, was really nice to learn um, everything, you know, but it's kind of, when I started working that I realized hmm, there is something more or mean will I be doing the same thing day in day out like prescribing the same anti-inflammatory antibiotic the same kind of protocol medicine like I have a symptom or I have a multitude of symptoms and then I had to prescribe a drug or a multitude of drugs and when the symptom would disappear everybody would be ready so it was like a little bit something that happened in my head until i was following a veterinarian and he was treating a dog with uh, acupuncture and he was uh, i had to feed the dog at that time yeah kibble biscuits you know <laughs> that was not what I, that's not what i'm doing anymore but i had to feed that little dog some kibble um the time he would put the acupuncture needles in that little dog that was uh, coming into the consult room limping and i said like Ooh, that is strange you know what are these needles gonna do because my own story is that i'm brought up in a family uh, of pharmacists and doctors mm. uh, not only them but i was i'm i'm a little bit the black sheep of the family uh, selling you know they would say like yeah homeopathy um, alternative medicine that is uh, not something that you can believe in um but then actually i i would say I saw that little dog walking, walking and actually kind of nicely running out of the consult room mm. and said like, mm, that must not be a placebo effect, like what my family would be telling and, and that doesn't work and whatever. So I started to be interested and I called uh, one of the pioneers of uh, ac um, acupuncture, Chinese medicine in Europe, Dr. Emil van den Bosch, and I called um, him and I had 
um, I said I want to learn about this this alternative medicine, which now I would consider as the medicine and the occidental medicine that I have learned at vet school is for me now the alternative medicine. Mm -hmm. So the traditional medicine of Chinese med uh, of Chinese medicine was the first one I got in touch with. Dr. Emil van den Bosch, he told me, like I didn't know him at all, in one sentence he told me very briefly, if you want to learn, you have to learn the basics. So you have to have a good solid basic background to be solid enough in front of the veterinary community because mm -hmm. you will have to be a good uh, how do you say accidental mm -hmm. medicine vet you have mm -hmm. to know and interpret your x-rays you have to be integrative but at the other hand you will be integrating a new way not a new way but an other way of um, diagnosing um, and actually seeing patterns and uh, going for the cause of a disease so he said like go for the base of uh, basic uh, knowledge and i went to study acupuncture um, traditional chinese medicine with the human doctors and osteopaths so i was the only vet there but it was really interesting because being the only vet you know i said like mm, that's interesting we're also animals so mm, look at everything all symptoms and i was looking at my mother-in-law as was looking at my husband i would be looking at the people around and i you know you start just to live your medicine and then it becomes a passion so you live and then you realize that acupuncture for me is just my surgery so i i make things moving i i i will make that the chi is free flowing but that's my surgery but then i need more i need my chinese herbal medicine because what i don't have in the body anymore i will put it in with 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 herbs i would say and that's a concentrated form of food so the third branch of chinese medicine was nutritherapy chinese nutritherapy so you i kept on studying i kept on learning and i kept on I started treating, uh, I know it would be, it was in 2013 that I got graduated um, in, um, in Chinese at IVAS, um, in Chinese medicine. And so I realized like, hmm, that's interesting. But before I have been on a trip around the world with my husband for nearly four years, we drove mm -hmm. around the world with our own car. And our red line was to go and encounter endangered species in their natural habitat. And it was to, I wanted to show the world that we are part of a big ecosystem. And it's not only about building a school, um, uh, helping a hospital. I wanted to uh, help the animal to survive in what they would eat, their environment, the forest and, and uh, where they were living. And so I said, if I can help the animal, I will make a better world for the humans around mm -hmm. and so that was our red line so we 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 had a four intense years a university of life i would say actually after being to the university of, of, of veterinary medicine i had the life experience of uh, of driving around the world with the car and i got the chance to work with indigenous people with with local people mm -hmm. healers so whenever i could sneak in the kitchen i would see that with simple herbs and simple remedies remedies that were growing or in their environment they would do uh, amazing um uh, things simple but you know knowledge that we have a little bit lost that was yes. here that is for me 90 percent of traditional medicine if it's celtic medicine if it's ayurveda or global indian medicine if it's chinese medicine if it's um north american knowledge is for me 90 percent the same so I, I i i got that chance to see that on the field so mm -hmm. i became a, a real field vet i have what i have i have 
the environment in, in front of me, different cultures, different temperature, different way of doing. And that's actually the vet how that I became because after the trip around the world, we came back to Belgium. I got my kids. I got four kids, uh, but not all on the same time. <laughs> but I mean, I got the kids and we had also the chance um, to go and live for five years in India. So I went living for five years in India, where I was lucky to consult. So I had the authorization of, uh, because there was an agreement in between Belgium and uh, India that I could work as a consultant. So I actually was a white veterinarian working in India. So then I saw how occidental medicine has, has been pushed around the world so, so much that actually I was a strange Bel white Belgian veterinarian that was actually um, honoring and actually yes. reusing their ancient knowledge because I went to studying it. I was interested in knowing more about that, those that codified Ayurveda, but also Tibetan and Unani and folk medicine that has only spread from war to war with yeah. the local healers. So I learned um, that and I integrated it in my medicine so i was really happy to see a neem tree in front of me and use the neem leaves and say like this is what we're going to use to yes, help yes. out with the wound in front of me and yeah if i would say that is actually a little bit a hectic uh, chaotic um, uh, life part i would say but um, helping out learning um using what i have around me um never stopping stopping learning made me to the veterinarian I became and I had yes. the chance to join the BEVAS team so the Belgian Veterinary Acupuncture Society uh, who is actually teaching acupuncture uh, the nutritherapy uh, Chinese nutritherapy and so actually now I'm teaching too which is really something lovely because I can share um, that little experience and the experience we still have every day in practice mm -hmm. to, to other vets to other veterinarians and yeah so that's that's a little bit who i am that's amazing and yay for nisha for t helping for telling me about you and so that i can help get the world up what my hope is julia this is wildly inspiring to me in that you had this amazing opportunity of meeting local indigenous healers using the resources they had in their own community to fix the animals that needed help in their own community. And what a beautiful, life-changing experience that would be. And now you're sharing that experience with others, others, you're teaching others. And that's a that's a such a, a and and in turn transforming their lives. So what a beautiful I, I'm going to call it a career, but what a beautiful passion in that yeah. you're helping animals through using local indigenous natural medicines and the wisdom behind that medicine that came from the local healers telling you about it. It's a beautiful circle. So Julia, where right now um, you are, you're doing some teaching and you are, you're doing some clinical work or what right now, uh, right now, where are you? And what does your day look like? Or what are your months look like in terms of what you're doing? Um, I'm back in Belgium since um, two and a half years. Uh, so the la latest trip we, or the, we were in India for five years. Yes. And so it's, it's now two years and a half that I'm back in Belgium. 
and um, that has been two and a half years that I've been. We have been building our straw bale, bale house, so uh -huh. we are building our house. At the same time, um, I'm consulting. I'm consulting most of the time as an integrative veterinarian. So I'm a, mostly a second line veterinarian for people who don't know me because most of the people get to know us because really they have nothing else and they say you're the last resource, yeah. even if, and it changes too because we have first line clients too, but I have different places where I, where I work. Like Good. one day a week, I would be in that center. And then another day of the week, I would be working with uh, with my colleague, uh, an osteopath colleague. And we would, um, yeah, so, and then also I have weekends that I will be teaching or I have hybrid mm -hmm. courses of teaching going on during the week. So I actually am an independent veterinarian. So my week can be very how do we say uh var varied Very, so, but yes. i actually mix practice with with the teaching and for me it's really important to keep the practice because the practice is how also i evolve and how i can actually share uh what's happening um and also other and uh, on other um daily um consuming uh job is uh, i i try to be there for the kids as most as possible because the way i live the way we eat the way we build the house it's it's like we would say it's like the the whole permaculture um uh, wisdom it's mm -hmm. the whole lifestyle that will make mm -hmm. me if i'm good that will make me a better veterinarian so yeah. i have yeah. to work on that too yes so. what a what a beautiful life you are creating not just for your family but for the veterinary profession locally that you're able to teach other veterinarians work with your colleagues and help the animals around you amazing all the way around julia do you uh, two questions do you what's the response from because as an integrated veterinarian in the u.s the first 20 years of my career was primarily seeing animals that were so sick that other vets have either given up, written them off, or that they, the clients have been told there's nothing more that we can do. So then the owner investigates, investigates some, I don't want to call it alternative therapy, but the owner comes up with, you know what, maybe I should try Western herbs, Eastern herbs, Ayurvedic herbs. Maybe I should try acupuncture. Maybe I should try nutraceuticals. Maybe I should try all of the other things that we have available. And then the owner ends up finding a whole brand new system of medicine, but not on the referral of the veterinarians they've worked with. What's the barometer of the veterinarians in Europe being open? Because you're sharing those patients sometimes, you're sharing them with another veterinarian. Has the attitude or has the barometer of your colleagues are they respectful are they inquisitive do they want to learn about what you're doing are they asking questions or do you still feel like there is um a little bit of of discord between conventional veterinarians and i'm going to call what you're doing common sense medicine it because it's it's the wisdom of the ages that you have learned that you are applying and applying to practical medical situations. How's the is there tension, or do you feel like things are opening up to start a conversation professionally that would allow us to better work together? Well, I would say I think it's the same as in the U.S. Still, I feel that. Um, with the years. 
clients get to know you, you get results. I mean, we don't do miracles. We just help people out. And we have so nice, willing owners to, how do you say, when they are in those hopeless uh, end yes. stages, it needs so much of time. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing as a vet to tell the owner, you will jump in the sea with me. Hold on. We'll guide you. It won't be a quick fix with two needles yeah, yeah. or two herbs. This is the first thing what takes a lot of energy mm -hmm. for me as a vet to explain them during my first consultation, second consultation, to keep them on, to guide them. But once you have these results, actually, I always say like when they need to be, do a blood test again, or I say like, now we have to get an x-ray, go back to your vet. And I try to start a conversation. I most of the time take the phone because email and so on even if we have to explain sometimes chinese medicine diagnosis it's so different as what we have learned in vet school that i take the phone and i start a nice conversation with the veterinarian i explain them what well, this is this we do this mm -hmm. i try to be respectful to say like whatever normal medicine or they still want to continue well, please go to your vet. And I have to say, I'm, I have veterinarians who opened up most of the time through the clients that came to, not referred, came to me, were happy, got back to their veterinarian. And um, the aim was for me to stay humble and to say like, you know, let, let's see, do you want to understand some more about it? No, it's fine for me too. Um, and now I have veterinarians who will uh, refer to me. Um, it's changing, but I have to say, I wish it would be changing. And I would be saying, is it really changing? I have to say some change, some with some vets it's changing. And I think some in the younger generation, if we mm -hmm. can teach it really early yes. on, yeah. yes, that's for me the most important. The yes. older generation, well, some of them got stuck in protocols you know i cannot blame it it's uh, the pharmaceutical business around them too about all the you know benefits i would say the, the, mm -hmm. it's easy you know it's easy to just give something and then say people go i see you again um i'm happy when i have been following a client for a few months and then i don't see them again i just mm -hmm. have a christmas card because then i know they the animal is fine mm -hmm. that's what i learned in india we know the veterinarians the doctor doesn't exist there's healer or their owners who have a lot of cows and they know it because they observe cows every day so their knowledge comes from generation to generation they everybody can be its own doctor we can yes. all be our own veterinarians and that is what i want to learn um, how do you say i always miss the word learn and teach in english but i would say this is what i want to teach my clients to say yes. them you can be what you're you're the vet i'm i'm a guide yes. and um if they get this they don't see me as a second vet or whatever they see me oh i guided them to a pathway yes. so they can also um uh, interpret what the what their normal vet mm -hmm. would say so i would say i i wish it was more easy yeah. and sometimes with nutrition for example it's really hard because sometimes i you see a, a, a report coming back you should consult a a, a real uh, nutritionist you know because if i say like you know the tomato growing in the united states is not necessarily the same as here on tomato on aquaponics is not the same because you need the soil bacteria in there you need the soil nutrients and then people would say like you know so sometimes we get lost because 
it's such a big gap of what I've been learning and what I've been experiencing, what I've been reading and what I've been and what those vets never had. So I cannot blame them because sometimes they simply don't know. Yes. But what's wonderful is that the conversation in many instances can happen. And Juliet, the beautiful thing is you've got young veterinarians, doctors, you've got young people coming to you wanting to learn. And that is where that's our best point of power in that knowledge transfer from you to the next generation can come about because of younger veterinarians understanding that this wisdom of the ages needs to be taught from one person to the next. And you're doing that, which is another beautiful gift to the next generation of veterinarians, which is wonderful. So you're doing this blended living life while practicing while healing animals and helping families uh, understand their environment and the, in the intricacies between health and healing and relationships and our, and our earth, wherever, wherever we're at, all of those dynamics you're living uh, on a daily basis, which is wonderful. What do you love most about this truly holistic way of living life and practicing all blended together. What do you love most about, about that or about what you do? The most, um, the word holistic would come out whole. So I always say happy pet, happy owner. So what, or happy me, happy doctor, happy energy, happy animal everything has everything is linked we are all linked together in whatever profession we are doing but by treating the animal and making a change in the animal's life um because that animal is such so so bonded to the owner it can be is most of the time the mirror of the owner of what's happening around it's so nice to see that animal going better and then the nicest thing for me is that the owner starts to ask me is that the same for us is that also something that that would apply to us can it make us better if we go on on that path if we open us to to that path and then i say like yes and this is when i feel the most the, the i feel that the happiest you you don't always succeed i mean we need that network of colleagues like we we call ourselves common sense veterinarian holistic veterinarians sometimes when we don't know we have to be able to call and to 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 say like what do you think and if you tell this the owner too but at the end there is a result there is something better the quality of life is better not the quantity but the quality of life of the animal is better then the owner is also happy he they are more happy the family is more happy the kids in their family are more happy they start to think about what they are eating how they are living and I think this will make for me, I think already answer your last question. Yes. I think this is for me most of the time that I would say, this is what I see for my children. The, the choice of having them um, yeah, at home, I had home birth. And also it's it's part of my life that they will have a better world. And I'm, yes. I'm only like a little drop. And I be, I'm happy that my passion can contribute to that maybe better world. It's maybe just the way I'm seeing the world, but I feel that after a few years of practicing, well, I I don't see it anymore as a dream. I see that actually that little drop is there and and does something different. And, And each of those lives that you are touching 
and helping to heal and or providing an opportunity for the animal to heal themselves through providing indigenous herbs or allowing people to see what needs to happen for their animals to get better. You're healing the animal, but in turn, potentially healing families, healing their environments, healing communities, healing the earth. And that's done through gentle teaching and an awareness that was also taught to you that you are in turn teaching to others. It's really beautiful. And what you're doing is really wonderful. And those drops that eventually create ripples, that eventually create bigger waves. uh, I think that the circle of what you are doing and the influence is far reaching and wonderful. I'm so very thankful that Nisha nominated you for a Game Changer Award. Dr. Julia, if someone wanted to learn more about what you're doing or get in touch with you, or do you have a website or a Facebook page? Some of my doctors say I don't have any of that and that's okay. But if you have information or resources, uh, if people wanted to learn more from you, where would they go? And I have that actually, because I would be also the doctor, like I, I don't have, you know, because, you know, what you're doing is wonderful because we as vets, we never learned all about that communication and so on. So people find you and you do the via via, like we say in French, but yes, for the, in, when I was in India, people told me you need to have a website and I made actually a website uh, for India and I still okay. have to adapt it back for my work here in Belgium. So mm-hmm. my website is www.doctor and then um, um, uh, Juliet.com. Yes, I have a website or people can just um, find me on my email address but most of the time they can find me uh by my name uh and uh doctor um how do we say um is it is it dash dash, dash yeah dash dash, not, yeah, dash uh, juliet.com that's my website uh still will adapt with what i'm actually doing the last two and a half years in, in in belgium too but there you can know more about me and my actually my my story also will be on that website yes uh that's That's how you can know more about me. It's wonderful. What you're doing is inspiring to me, inspiring to the beautiful people that nominated you, but what a blessing and what a tremendous local resource, Juliet, for the the families, two-legged, four-legged, furred families. How wonderful that you are sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with, with your community and What an amazing opportunity for the people around you to see healing responses come about through using this indigenous wisdom through a multitude of different channels that you've learned about. It's really inspiring and wonderful. And I'm so very thankful that Nisha took the time to nominate you. Congratulations on your Game Changer Award. And it was really an honor to connect with you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.